everyone, I've got a really fun question that I think might be cool for people on Anchor to answer. If you were a race car driver, or a go-karter, or a motorcyclist, and you could choose any number to race with, what would you choose, and why would you pick it? Give me a call in with the answer, put your answer in the text, give me a shout out with your answer, get it to me any way you can, and let me know why you chose the number you chose. Feel free to echo this segment, it might be cool to get engagement from people that aren't currently listening to this station. My first race number was 69. I chose this because I didn't know what to pick at all, so I did something really boring. My racing license is made up of a six-digit number. The first two is 27, then 78, then 69. Guess which two were already taken? Plus, I'm a bandit. After my first season, I switched to 28, and then 29, depending on which series I was racing in, and I've kind of stuck with that since. Plus, I changed all the stickers on my car to represent another famous racing car from history that ran with either 27, 28 or 29. Have a think about which number you'd pick, and get back to me. Bloody good question, sir. Race number. Well, could have been 11, because I'm born on the 11th of May. Then I thought of 1972 for my year of birth. No, too long. So I'm just going to go with something rather boring, really. I'm going to go for 44, which is Lewis Hamilton's um, race number. And because, oh, many reasons, I admire the guy for many reasons. Uh, one of the best drivers ever. And also... Um, one of the greatest black drivers ever, bringing diversity into uh, into a sport. Sort of like the Nelson Mandela of the driving world, perhaps, I don't know. But um, I admire the guy, and uh, his number sticks out, so I'm having 44. And with it, I'm having his millions, and all the rest of it that goes with it. Simon chooses 44, the number of Lewis Hamilton, and more significantly, the number that Lewis Hamilton chose when Formula 1 drivers were given the choice of racing number in, I'm going to say 2014, though I'm not 100% on that. Choosing a racing number is something that's pretty prevalent in nearly all forms of motor racing, especially in motorcycle racing. In the United States, series such as NASCAR thrive on the identity of the car number, although their situation is slightly different because the number belongs to the car owner. Penske owned the number 2, 12, 22, for example, while Hendrick and 48, 24, 88. Now, I personally don't believe that Formula One drivers should have been given this choice. For me, the number belongs to the team. And this is how it used to be from 1950 until around about 99, 2000, 2001. I'm not entirely sure. Again, but it was around that period. Every car in Formula One, the number that it carried was based on the order that the team or constructor signed up to participate in the Formula One World Championship. That's right, the order from the beginning in 1950 that teams registered to take part was the number on the car. This led to a rather interesting evolution of car numbers. The world champion is always entitled to carry the number one. In order for that to happen, it meant that his existing number or the, t or the numbers that his team carried would have to swap with the current or outgoing world champion. 
This effectively made the Formula 1 numbers game a little bit like a ladder system in a sports tournament. Everybody stays the same except for the world champion and the ex-world champion who swap. The best and probably most famous example I can give to this that anyone might have 1% hope of relating to is during the late 80s and early 1990s with Ferrari and McLaren. The two hotshots of that time were of course Ayrton Senna and Alan Prost. Ferrari traditionally always carried 27 and 28. But when Alan Prost became champion and moved to Ferrari, he took the number one with him, so the 27 and 28 went to Ayrton Senna and Gerhard Berger, new boy at McLaren. This would have been 1989. Interestingly prior, McLaren carried 11 and 12 because they'd just swapped with Lotus, who received world champion Nelson Piquet from Williams in 1987. That meant Lotus got the 1 and 2, swapping with previous champions McLaren from Nicky Lauda's victory in 1986. I'm sure you didn't follow a word of what I've just said, but the interesting point is that only two teams could ever swap numbers at a time. This gave a lot of teams a strong sense of identity, and I think that's very important with the fans. It meant that teams that weren't really going to win the World Championship ever carried numbers for an extraordinarily long time. Let's take Tyrrell, who carried three and four from 1976-ish right through until they left Formula One in 1999. That's 23 years. And like I said, Ferrari, always 27, 28. And who can forget Nigel Mansell, always carrying the number five, while he was at Williams, because of course, when he went to Ferrari and partnered Alan Prost, who carried the number one, like I mentioned two minutes ago, Mansell carried two. After all that discussion, what I'm trying to demonstrate is that I believe the numbers in Formula 1 should belong with the teams because it demonstrates their heritage in the sport. Drivers coming in and picking any numbers at random, 81, 49, 103, doesn't make any sense to me. It kind of cheapens the whole thing. I also found it rather cool when, during the early 1990s, grids in Formula 1 were much bigger and some of the Formula 3000 teams even had a dabble because Hey, you could just turn up with a Formula 1 car and enter a race in those days. They got assigned 38, 39, 40, just because they were the back of the pack, the last on the list. I thought that was cool. Now we see Lewis with 44, and, you know, he doesn't even take number one as a world champion. He decides not to. What's that about? For me, racing drivers' egos are more than big enough without having to make a personal brand out of the number they race their cars with. The good news is, none of us are Formula 1 drivers, or at least, I don't think any of us are. So, back to a bit of fun, and let me know what your racing number would be, if you had the choice. Yeah, like your piece on the numbers in Formula 1, Gary. On another note, what's even more confusing to me was, I believe it was the last year that maybe Hamilton won the World Championship. 2014, yeah. And... The strange thing was, by default, he could choose his number, but he could also have number one, because the world champion can have number one. So he could have been number one or number 44. I believe he chooses 44 for mar his marketing. And all, all his promotional stuff is 44, but I think he's had number one on his car. If I'm right, I might be wrong. But absolutely, I believe the world champion can have number one, and they can have their choice of number. But I think the, the drivers choose their number related to their marketing and gumph and this side of the kind of thing.
Yes, you are right that Lewis chose to keep the number 44, despite the fact he could have had number one as a choice and a privilege of being world champion. Let's not forget Nico Rosberg won the title last year and then retired like a coward, I mean, like a gentleman. So um, Lewis wouldn't have been able to choose for this year anyway, and neither would anybody else. The first person who had that choice was Sebastian Vettel, and he chose to keep number one. So that would actually help us pinpoint uh, the exact year that this switched, which meant that if Vettel won the title in 2013, then he would have kept number one in 14. Lewis then would have raced with 15. And so, Yes, so I'm correct. 2014 was the first year because Vettel would have ran with number one during that season. However, Hamilton won the title. He could have ran with number one in 2015, but he didn't. He kept 44. He then won the title again and kept 44 in 16. That year, Rosberg won the title. Then he checked out of town, and now nobody has entitlement to number one. But that will change for next year, because we will have a new world champion. Although currently, it's looking like being someone who's already a world champion. Okay, Gary, um, I just saw your segment on choosing a number, so I'm very random anyway. Can we have number six? Because I saw everyone has, like, double numbers. Is there a rule why you should have double numbers? Why I chose number six is because it's my birthday, and it also six is not too far from the front of the grid, so one, two, three, four, five, six. So if I win, <laughs> I'm not going to be too far from the top ones. So yeah, this is my choice. Let me know what it means, because I'm curious. Flory, thanks for calling in. Yeah, number six, absolutely no reason why you couldn't go for that. And six was, of course, the number Nico Rosberg ran with up until he retired from Formula One last year as world champion. I think the reason that most people choose numbers in the double digits is because traditionally the top 20 racing numbers of any club racing or domestic racing championship are reserved for those that finish within the top 20 to choose if they so desire. So if you are a newcomer to a particular series or type of racing, you generally only get to choose from 21 above, which is why uh, certainly carters generally pick those numbers because they can't pick 1 to 20, those are reserved for the top 20 in that championship. And I think that what's happened now that Formula 1 guys can choose is that they choose the number that they used to race carts with as a sort of nostalgic notion and a nod toward their past. And of course those numbers are going to be above 20. So I think that's why we see a lot of high and double digit numbers. Uh, as I said, I'm not a fan of it. I prefer for the numbers personally to be in the lower range and for those to stay with the teams. I want to see them. There's only 20 cars in the grid. I want to see a numbered 1 to 20. I mean, it just makes sense, right? It makes sense to me anyway. First choose a number 6 and I'll be interested to see what other people chime in with. Hey everyone, thanks for sending in your call-ins and comments on the text about which racing number you would pick. S-Batch suggested the number 7 as it's her favourite number. Number 7 is the number famously selected by the German Joost racing team who helped Audi to 13 Le Mans 24-hour victories as well as countless others in the time leading up to their partnership with the German mark. In fact, 
Seven is a very hotly contested number at Le Mans, with Audi's chief competitors also fighting over those numbers in the last few years, those being the teams from Toyota and Peugeot. It certainly seems if your cars aren't numbered one, two or three, the hot thing is to be numbered seven, eight or nine. Borough of Impact. Welcome to Motorspit. Thanks for engaging with me on the conversation about race car numbers. Ricky Barbie ran with 26, 62 and 51. Appreciate you checking in with the station, leaving that comment. Very cool. Definitely going to have to check out what you guys are up to. You can see from your station description, you're all about taking action, which is something I'm a big believer in. Perhaps you would have heard me on the corner speaking words to that effect. Anyway, just wanted to give you a shout out for listening. Appreciate it. And have a great day. Monica, what's going on? Gotta say, I was just about to get back to you on your number 72 choice of race car number and it disappeared from my station. So I've got basically a whole podcast with everything except a reply to you. I feel so bad. So I'm making a special shout out right now to discuss the year of your daddy Chevy 1972. I think there's always a temptation when you ask these kind of things to pick perhaps the year you were born or some other sentimental uh, year in your life. I know a lot of the Roller Derby girls used to choose uh, the year they were born for their shirt number. And then of course, everybody is trying to pick the same year. It doesn't always work out. I think in your case, that's a much cooler thing to do. Pick something that's a little more off the wall, but at the same time has value to you and means something. So I think that's pretty cool. I also can't think of any previous examples of notable races using 72, so that means that you've got the opportunity to be the first. If I had to pick a number, it would have to be three. It's always been my favorite since I was a little girl. Also, there's three of us as siblings. It represents the Trinity, so it was something that was spiritual in love for me. And then later on, I also found out that it resonates with the energies of optimism and joy. So all in all, it's a pretty good number, I'd say. Number three, chosen for some very admirable reasons there by Maria. And I think most Americans would immediately recognize number three as the number carried by the late Dale Earnhardt. Since his death in, and again I'm guessing, 2004, apologies if I've got that wrong, I know Earnhardt's a religion, and I'll probably be burned at the stake if I have got it wrong, um, but the number three hasn't been used widely in NASCAR at all um, since the death of the Intimidator, as he was known, as a sort of mark of respect, um, other than in commemorative or tribute paint schemes, but certainly one of the most famous numbers in American stock car racing history. Number three is also the choice of Formula One Australian hotshot Daniel Ricciardo, and doubled up by his teammate Max Verstappen, who races with 33. Thanks again for calling in, Maria, and I'll see if I can rip my podcast back onto my station and compile everything together in one nice bundle tomorrow. Hey, what's up, my man? Finally got a minute away, and I'm calling in with my number, buddy. That's right. I I have a number. No, I actually don't. 
But if I had a number, it would be 11. Because I'm like super obsessed with like the 1111 thing. You know, like when you look at the, look at the clock and the clock says 1111 and you're like, ah. Some people say it's like bad luck or like a sign of ominous disaster or something. I don't know. Every time I see 1111, I'm like, ooh, 1111. It's going to be a good day today. Because I normally see it at 11.11 a.m. Because I'm normally not conscious at 11.11 p.m. If I see 11.11 p.m., that means the day's over. That's what that means. But, yeah, anyway, so I go with number 11. All right, man, peace. Oh, but that's right. I just realized you're in the U.K. So there's no such thing as 11.11 p.m. There is only one 11.11, and that is in the a.m. I agree with that. I'm good with that. Oh, Kurt, man, it's a good job you're not in England. You would freak out when you saw 22-22. That would definitely be the end of the day. Thanks for calling in with number 11. Of course, the number carried by Denny Hamlin in the NASCAR series is one of my favourites stateside. And in Formula 1, the most significant use of that number, I would probably put down to Ayrton Senna wearing it on his McLaren during the 1988 Formula 1 season. His McLaren team won 15 out of 16 Grand Prix that year, and the one they didn't win, Alan Prost retired early with an engine problem, and Ayrton was leading the race when he attempted a careless manoeuvre, overtaking a back marker, resulted in a collision, put him out of the race, and McLaren lost out on the clean sweep for the season, which has never, ever been done. So, more of the story, take care when lapping. One thing you might enjoy about European 11 customs, especially in the UK, we have this thing called 11s. It's kind of like a little tea party where we make a drink, eat some cake, something sweet. It's like something, a uh, chance to have dessert between breakfast and dinner. Hope you're having a good day, my man, and enjoy that vacation. Yo man, this is Nick from Daily Hypothetical. I would choose number five because they would say, I go so fast, I must have a fifth wheel. That would be my, my slogan. People would think it was really super clever. What's up Nick? Thanks for calling in with your race number selection. Number five. Don't know about having five wheels on a race car. There were, of course, Formula One cars built with six wheels. Uh, March and Williams built cars with six wheels at the rear which were banned immediately and Tyrrell not only built but also raced a car with six wheels that had four wheels at the front and that was even a race winner in the Swedish Grand Prix. I'm going to guess the year as being 76 but I could be wrong about that. My 70s Formula 1 history is not as on point of other areas of motorsport that I know about. Number five in Formula One, most famously carried by Nigel Mansell during his time at Williams. Nigel was a proponent of using a red number five to differentiate himself from the rest of the field. He also carried that through to IndyCar, the kart series as it used to be known, stateside in the period 1994-3-ish, 95, around about that era. Uh, he wore the red five for the Newman Haas racing team. Uh, and then won the series, became champion, had the red number one instead. In NASCAR, it was always Mark Martin that used to race with the number five. For Hendrick Motorsports, uh, I know Mark's probably retired now, or if he ain't, down well he should be. 
and I haven't been paying enough attention to NASCAR in the last four or five years to know who took over the throne on the five. One thing that's just popped into my head about race cars with fifth wheels, in the old days, we're talking from really the inception of motorsport right up until the late 1970s, a lot of sports racing cars participating in endurance events were actually required to carry a life-size spare wheel. So although it wasn't a fifth wheel on the car, in a way it was. You can even go out there through the motorsport archives and discover tales of drivers and riding mechanics changing their wheel at the side of the road. In those days, the racetracks used to usually be on public roads and they were long ass. Think about the Targa Florio, 44 kilometers long dude, what a lap, only did seven. And uh, there's a famous story actually of a Mini with two engines, one in the front, one in the rear. They called it the Twinny. It had to change its tires every lap because the course was so long and the tires were so small. That has nothing to do with the number five, but it's a cool ass tail. And finally, a closing anecdote. Once again, Nigel Mansell requiring his steering wheel to be changed during a pit stop in a Formula One Grand Prix. Pulled into the pits, changed all four wheels and tires and replaced the steering wheel. The famous racing commentator, Murray Walker, quoted as saying, and that's the only time I've seen five wheels changed in a pit stop. Absolute commentary gold. Hey Motorspit, if I was driving a race car, I would pick number 13. Let's get rid of that old superstition and show them that number 13 can do some good. Ronnie, thanks for calling in. Number 13, interesting choice. It's a fact that in nearly all professional race car series, unless it is specifically requested, the number 13 is avoided for reasons of superstition. The most famous Formula One racing driver to choose 13 in the modern era is Pastor Maldonado and I'm sure he was playing devil's advocate as he has a reputation for being a reckless and crazy driver. I thought he was not too bad despite the bad publicity he got from pretty much everybody else and uh, I certainly understood the fun side of his choice. Interestingly within the UK at least I know this to be true. If you go to a race circuit all the garages are numbered. They go 1 through 12, and then they go 14 through whatever. Usually they will skip 13, or you will find a garage named 12A. So the garages will go 11, 12, 12A, 14. And that is also for superstitious reasons, because nobody wants to be pitched up in the bad luck garage. Thanks for calling. I hope you're enjoying the station.